Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The War Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, The Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. I, I want to insert this here. Uh, B, I know you're probably still going, but but since you brought it up, I this is what I want to see. Mike G, you asked Hugh Freeze a few weeks back about run-pass ratio in terms of balance. And he said that you can't just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Teams are going to stop you. Yeah. And he said the balance really and, and really and truly, I begin to understand what it because I always would think of balance is you're somewhere close to 50 50. That is not necessarily balanced. I, my understanding from listening to him is when you're forcing the defense to have to play you even. Again, you don't have safeties and people crashing down because they're playing the run. They're having to actually respect the fact that you can either run or throw the ball on them and actually hurt them in either way, right? Mm. I want to see Auburn threaten a team to either throw the ball or run the ball at them any given play to where you have to play them even as opposed to clear. I saw examples and watched the film where Cal just had six, seven guys in the box daring Auburn to throw. 
And if we're still running into that, we're not balanced. That, even if we feel, even if we feel like we can mow this team, this team over, that's not Hugh Freeze' offense and what he wants to do. Yeah. I want to see Hugh Freeze play a bit more balance. That's why I was saying, like Cal didn't really force Auburn into, into like they just didn't, right? Like it wasn't, there was not a lot of Cal making Auburn do anything. They just could not pass. So he didn't respect it, and they and they and they defended the run. Yeah. And it made it a little harder on our running backs. It's, it's being one dimensional has its price. <laughs> right, and, right. you know, this this was my thing with this coach. Right. Is, is the one thing I want to see from him is good quarterback play and a passing a semblance of a passing game. That's what he's supposed to bring to Auburn. Auburn has been able to run the ball on, 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 under almost every coach. Right. They've been good at that. You know, the def- we've had championship-level defenses at Auburn before. That's not something fans are not used to. What they're not used to is a quarterback that can go out and put, put up three to 350 through the air. Yeah. Consistently. Right. Consistently, absolutely. Yeah, it happened. I mean, Robbie, listen, listen, even with a hurt shoulder, Robbie went out there and threw for 377 against LSU. Peyton Thorne has had those types of games, right? I think old Holden has that type of arm. So no matter who you go with, I think Auburn has a guy on the roster right now that's capable of it. Just get whatever it takes to get him there. That's that's what I want to see. And then you can see, I mean, I think you know, the balance that you're talking about, see, like, man, I'm when 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 a team, especially with a uh, athletic quarterback when the team has no idea what that quarterback's going to do everything can work scary that scary. rpo looks way nastier when your quarterback can drop back and then just beam one on an out or throw one or hit an open receiver deep and you have to respect everything plus the quarterback running on you those are hard offenses to stop so i <laughs> I'm with you. Balance would be nice, but but yeah, like I said, the the improvement from the QB position is the key. I think sure. to me. So, I, I I mean I agree. The thing is though, we see what's not working, and the thing that's not working right now is the wide receiver position. I think they have the most growing to do of it, of all the offensive position groups. They have the most growing to do, and that can definitely hold up a competent passing game. Like, you can catch a couple people slipping on some long completions if you've got a dynamic enough receiver. And as you Freeze mentioned, Javarius Johnson and Jay Fair are getting open. They're small guys, though. He would like them to be operating from the slot, and he would like some of his bigger wide receivers to be on the outside, but actually getting to the proper depth, cutting the right direction, finding the correct spot in the zone, if you're going to get a quarterback who comes in here and has a mature grasp of what you want to do, some of, of not having a super dynamic quarterback talent is everybody else is going to do their job. Everybody else isn't doing their job right now. So kind of in defense of, of Peyton Thorne, let's assume what we saw from him his first two years, of course, his first year at Michigan State, everybody else is doing the job. Run game work, wide receivers work because of run game work, and it looked really good for him for a while. We saw some highlights. Again, Ike was gracious enough to cut up some Peyton Thorne tape before the season started. If you saw Keon Coleman on on tape at Michigan State, you knew what was coming in that Florida State game because he did work. An elite talent that made something out of nothing and made got himself wide open when he wasn't wide open, he made the catch. 
Have, do we have anything like that here so far? Yeah, the only caveat I would add, B, is there has not been a ton of opportunities outside of Jay Fair and, and, and Javaris Johnson. And Opportunity Hooks. for what? To run the right depth? To, to even catch a ball. They're not being, they've been targeted. Because the wide all. receivers aren't doing their jobs well, like he Free said. I think if the wide receivers are doing what they're supposed to do, then the, this looks way different. And then a quarterback like yeah, Peyton Thorne works better so far. You yeah, don't think I'm, better I'm, wide receivers equals a better passing No, no, passing no, no. Game? I'm saying I, I don't, I'm not sure that's exactly all that's happening there, right? I didn't like, say it was all like, that's happening. Reval, it, it's the, I think it's the passing game in general. Rivaldo Fairweather has three targets. I know he's not, a, I know he's not, but my point is about the passing game in general. He's got three targets through two games. Fortunately, one of those was a game-clinching touchdown pass, but they had to be in dire straits before they would do it. Well, before they called it, and that's on somebody else. Well, that's kind. Of, that's my point. Yeah. Right. So, uh, it, it, yeah, I it's, mean, it's a, listen, it's, that's it's, it's not on one sides. thing. It's that, yeah. And that's kind of the problem that I'm saying. It's not just one thing where it's just the quarterback. It's just the receivers. It's just the offensive line. It's just the play calling. And that is the biggest problem is that it's not right. just one thing. It's not easy right. to just say, well, if we just put a new quarterback in there, we're going to operate differently. Wide receivers still got to get fixed. Right. Oh, we put some new wide receivers in there. Okay, well, then are we going to block properly? All right, we get some new offensive linemen in there. Are we going to call the right play? It's We got to – listen, man, the troubleshooting's all the way around. Yeah. The, the offense does not look good. And when you start to look good, then we turn the ball over. It's <laughs> looking piss right. poor. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's got to get fixed. Yeah, I th- I d- I just think it's it's hard to to evaluate the receivers without without any real targets at all. Like I mean, no, it's, it, you can it, definitely evaluate. Well, yeah, I'm not saying. I'm, yeah, targets. you can. I mean, there are things to evaluate, but yeah, I mean, if you're just not getting any opportunities with the play calls, I mean, they were run heavy against Cal. Like I just. I don't know, but he, man. But I, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mike. But again, if, if you're just listening to Hugh Freeze over fall camp, he's been very critical of that position group when they're being asked to do things that don't involve them getting the ball, and he hasn't been pleased with that. That's fair. Alignment and assignment. I get it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if 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 that's continuing in the game, then that's consistent with his concern. And run blocking on plays as well, like that outside yeah. blocking. There's a lot to be desired from the yeah, yeah. Figure out how to get it out of them, right? You know, I, I, I yeah. lean more. Than, I lean coaching when the players don't know what to do and they're not. Yeah. Doing so what I, what, what I will agree with is, and we said this Saturday, and I still say this that there is a portion of this that's on the people who are putting the, those people in the game at a particular. Like, I sure. don't think we've had the white, right, white, right, wide receivers. Good lord, um, in the right. correct. Right. <laughs> and at the correct time sometimes. Yeah. Will Hayes is I, gone. We ain't got the white wide receivers no more either. Yeah, man. Um, I don't think that we have had even the correct quarterback in for certain down and distance situations sure, or sure. the correct play call for a particular quarterback. I just think that there's a lot that needs to be fixed with the way that we operate offensively. And I don't know if there's if one game is going to fix it, but I Darn sure want to see us get it started this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in terms of snap distribution, right? Like it's been heavy on hooks, right? And then Omari Kelly has like 24. Jay Fair has 22. Javaris Johnson has 17. Yeah. Uh, see, there's no reason why. Shorter has you 14. Say, yeah. You say that that VAR and uh and 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 Jay Fair are your best receivers. And, and they they're fourth top. and sixth. 
Yeah. Right, yeah. They, they need to be in the top two in two. number of snaps. Yep. And maybe we're looking at this a little differently if those guys are getting, you know, they like the targets, though, they're getting, even though they're playing less snaps, they're getting more targets. Right. Because right. they're so, where they're supposed to be. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Fair has seven, 10 targets. Verus Johnson has six targets. But, you know, Hooks has seven targets, but has only caught two passes for 41 yards mm-hmm. on the season. Um, yeah, I mean, figure out who your playmakers are. And at some point, I mean, if you just you have a guy who's a dude, let them just let them keep feeding them until they lull to sleep on everybody else. And then maybe somebody else steps up. I just yeah. So uh, I think there are ways to do that. At some point, you, you're going to be who you're going to be. So get your best guys on the field, man. Get the ball to Fairweather. He can catch. He can go out there and big boy people for the football. But that catch in the back of the end zone, Ike, looked exactly like his tape at FIU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It was the type of catch that he made routinely. Throw it up anywhere near him and he'll go get it. Yeah, and that's why, I, you know, when we're having the conversation about Keon Coleman, like who's the guy that can go out there and do those sorts of things? Fairweather is a guy who can go out there and do those sorts of things. If we're being honest, Shane Hooks is a guy who can go out there and do those sorts of things. You just need to put them in the game in those scenarios, right? Mm -hmm. Like, again, I think that Omar Kelly is a talented wide receiver. On that third and two play, I would have rather seen Shorter be the person get that back shoulder throw. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was like that's was, what he does well. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't have to be in the right position for that. He just needs to go out there, run the route, throw it in his direction, and let him come down with a 50-50 ball. Like put guys in scenarios that allow them to maximize the talents that they have while they're learning how to do this other stuff. But don't just not utilize the talents that people have. Like, okay, we, we couldn't hit Anthony Schwartz on deep routes. We could put him on a daggone uh, speed sweep. He's fast. Get the ball in his hands a different way. Yeah. Utilize the strengths that they have. Okay, he isn't the best route runner in the world, but he can run a, he can run a nine route. Cool. Line him up. Let him run past people. Even if he's not open down the field, it makes the safety drop back deeper, and you can hit a deep over route underneath there. Put guys in position to do things that they're good at and let them be that kind of guy over and over and over again. Do we know if, like, is anybody going to be back for this one? Coy, Martin, or I haven't heard anything I on I believe that Coy Moore has been practicing this week, so he okay. should be available. I don't know how many snaps he's going to actually get. I have not heard anything about Nick Martner. Okay. Uh, we, we talked about over and under in terms of, of pass attempts. Um... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg... This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Over and under in terms of targets for the two receivers, Hugh Freeze called out five Five and six. each. If they get less than five each, I'd be, yeah. I'd be disappointed. Yeah, I'd be really disappointed if they got less than five each. Same. Okay. okay. All right. He, t- he talked about getting them on the field at the same time as well, too. Um, I just I wonder like how you know because you watch the film like how much how many different how do you play around with combinations in this one trying to find a good combination of receivers to put out there who gets a field promotion this week right do you do you wait on hooks to get it or do you try somebody else I mean there should be room for both I, I would think in this one but do you try starting somebody else in this one to see how they do. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be about what personnel groupings they line up out there. Like, if they're going to go in like a zero where they're going to have four receivers out there, four true receivers, then both of them can be in the slot and you still have your outside receivers. If they're going to go in the 21 personnel look like they did in this last game with two running backs being on the field and only two receivers on the outside, then one of those could be that guy. And you still could have Rivaldo Fairweather as a pass catching target out there on the field. Mm. There's a lot of different options that are available to you to be able to get the guys that you want to be on the field more consistently and still run the kind of offense that you want to run without having to do a bunch of crazy stuff to make it happen. Um, but it's just about, again, putting guys in position to be the guy that they can be. Mm. All right. I'm worried about it. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. We've already talked about I Did you give yours? Did you get a chance to talk about what did you talk about what you needed to? Yeah, just the offensive operation in general. Like I said, the PT, the RPO game is just needs to be more. Consistent. Yeah, this is about offense. I agree. I just think I, I, I don't know that you learn anything about your defense in this game that you don't know already unless they play poorly. Correct. Like, and I, <sighs> now Sanford is a team that's going to run air raid. So you're going to actually get your the, pass rush may be null and void in this game. They're going to try to get the ball out quickly. So you're going to have to play very disciplined in your uh, defensive secondary. So you're going to see just how well they play against a t- tempo passing team. Um, in this game and and do we really have the secondary we think we have how are we going to challenge those receivers what's the strategy going to be to make that quarterback make some bad decisions um but i don't know how much you learned because what other air raid like mississippi state doesn't run air raid anymore so what other air raid team are you really going to be playing against this year uh Ole miss is going to run some version of that but they're not going to run a true air raid they're going to actually lean on their run game a little bit more it's more of an rpo style thing arkansas is not running air raid um Alabama's not running air raid. LSU's not running air raid. So you don't learn a lot from this weekend um, in terms of your ability to do anything. 
Uh, but you just need to be sound out there and, and go pick this dude off a couple times. Closing thoughts, gentlemen, before we get to the supers and comments. It makes me wonder if he, Hugh Freeze mentioned that uh, Peyton Thorne's performance needed to improve and that both Robbie and Holden were nipping at his heels. Now, Robbie's going to get on the field because Hugh Freeze said Robbie's going to get his snaps. Robbie needs his snaps is what he said. All right. Mm-hmm. For him to bring up Holden, it really makes me wonder if that's the real like warning shot to Peyton Thorne. Like, okay. Like Robbie, Robbie, you can't do what Robbie can do. So you see why it's a good counterpunch against defense. It's like maybe if you were doing everything you were supposed to do, Robbie would still get on the field because of what he allows us to do in certain situations. Holden Gurner is not a different skill set from Peyton Thorne, though. If I'm going to bring in, supposedly, I'm, not, I'm open to bringing in a guy that does exactly what you do. Tighten up. I thought that was probably the most interesting part of that comment. Not that, not that he mentioned that, okay, well, Robbie's going to get in. He's, he's always said Robbie's going to get in the game. It's not going to change. It's that he mentioned Holden. I don't even know if anybody asked about Holden in that question. Did anybody ask about Holden in that question? I wasn't on the teleconference today, so I'm not sure. Buddy. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if that's if that's sincere. I'm ready to sit you down if you don't do what I want you to do or if it's motivation again. He said that he was working on how best to criticize, how to correct and coach Peyton Thorne and how to motivate him. And I don't, I don't know if he's found the perfect mix yet because he, again, mentioned that uh, he he said it wasn't at the halftime of the Cal game. Like, hey, you might not be back out here if you keep playing. Yeah. yeah. So he has mm-hmm. no problem vocally suggesting my guy needs to pick it up or he might not be my guy. I wonder if that's working. That's my question. I yeah. wonder if that's working. Yeah, I, I, I question that as well as to like, what is it going to take for him to like? Because again, the Peyton Thorne that was there on that final drive where they scored, not the last drive of the game, but the one where he threw the touchdown to Rivaldo, that's the Peyton Thorne I want to see all game, man. Right. Like, my right. question is, it, it, you know, there's those. there are people who are like this. Be Will, actually, you're a person that's like this, where pressure just kind of makes you perform better. Like, when it's like, all right, I'm going to procrastinate, I'm going to procrastinate. And it's like, oh, man, well, I ain't got no choice but to get it done now. And suddenly, the light comes on and you start, fi- like, you can't miss. Yeah. Peyton Thorne actually (laughs) seems to be one of those people because I watched him at Michigan State Mm -hmm. play and be bad and throw bad interceptions, throw like uncharacteristic throws, all that kind of stuff. But then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter of the game, he's dropping dimes. And I'm like, yo, like where has this been all game? Right. He just seems to be one of those people who needs to, he, in order to function at his maximum, his back has to be absolutely against the wall. That's not a comfortable spot to be in as a coach, though, because you're like, man, I, I don't want to be in this position every week where right. we got to go. You got to go down with the ship every time because we're expecting him to swoop in and put his cape on and be like, oh, there's the Peyton Thorne I've been expecting. Right. I need you to be that way the whole game, man. So it's not this whole other situation with you. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take. And if people are talking about, well, if, you know, he didn't have to look over his shoulder. Play better. Right. Play better. No, Third play of the game. The third play, not, 
oh, he had a quarter and a half and he did so. The third play of the game, this man extends the ball for no good reason and, and has a fumble. That's not that is not instilling confidence after, in your co- co- after missing your coach. The, after missing the open yeah. wide open yeah. yeah. So again, I'm not saying that Peyton Thorne is a bad player. I'm not saying that you can't ride with him for a couple more weeks. I'm saying why does it need to be that bad before you start to figure it out and get back into things? Right. Can can we see some better because op- again, it's not as if guys weren't open. You j- but he he stared down two receivers that were wide open and just didn't pull the trigger. Why? Right. That's the question that Peyton Thorne's got to answer. I can't answer that question for you. I can look at the film and say which direction his helmet stripe was painting and uh, was was towards, and see a receiver that's open towards that side of the field, and then him turn and look in the opposite direction. Right. I can see that. That ain't got nothing to do with somebody looking over his shoulder, whether or not he's going to get pulled out of the game on the next series. That's got everything to do with you, young man. And Hugh Freeze has been You, very you weren't clear. looking back at Robbie before you threw that pass. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh Freeze has been clear about competition being necessary and about it being important and about it bringing out the best in his players. I seriously doubt Hugh Freeze sold Peyton Thorne a bag of goods different than what he saw when he gets down here. I, Competition is important. You're going to compete. Now, I might think you have the tools to run the majority of the offense, more offense than either one of the other QB options at this point in time, but that doesn't mean you can go out here and perform under your potential and still keep the job. Like, you can't. You actually have to play to your potential. He's not playing to his potential right now. What's, what's, the, what's that clock look like? Like, how often is you freeze looking down at his wrist like, all right, buddy. And I, again, like you said, you still have to perform, Right. Has Hugh Freeze pushed the right buttons? And I, I'm, I'm making it, I'm trying to figure out what the mental tussle is there because he's been more successful with quarterbacks than any of our last two coaches. And he's also been the most critical of quarterbacks in either one of our last two coaches. So maybe that's some of the weight that he takes on as an offensive guy. Is like, listen, I'm going to criticize you because I know what I'm doing. I can get you up to this play level. You, you got to do what I'm telling you to do, though. And I also wonder... To we, we talked about the plays that Hugh Freeze called. We know he called the Rivaldo touchdown play. And he said he called three. He, he answered questions we didn't even ask. He's like, yeah, I called that one and two other ones. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Now I want to know what them other two plays were. Did they work? Were they passing? Uh, uh, the touchdown plays? to Jay Fair, I called that, was that one. <laughs> uh, let me think. I called the one to Rivaldo. Uh, the one on 3rd uh, and 17. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the all back that, all shoulder situation. Me. Yeah, man, that was, that was all me. That was all me. <laughs> but you know I, I wonder if part of... <laughs> you, remember, you remember happy memories? I w- that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if part of Hugh Freeze's ability to get the best of out of his quarterbacks was rooted in, I'm going to be calling these plays, though. Because you, again, he said we had a running play that the offensive line, IQ actually pointed this out because in the, in the post-game presser, Hugh Freeze said, well, Jake had a good running play called, and I think it would have worked. But I wanted us to try this because I've seen Rivaldo make this play too many times in practice. That means it's like, like you said, it's a collaborative effort. Like, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I'm looking at this. I'm thinking this. Hugh Freeze went from a running play to a play that scored a touchdown. <laughs> and it's not that the running play couldn't have scored a touchdown in this situation because again we have had the talent it wasn't working well that night but I don't know what if he has the juice with the offense and even though Philip Montgomery is an excellent offensive coordinator and play caller 
for it to be what Hugh Freeze wants and how he wants to run it, he needs to be the person calling the plays. I'm, I'm not lobbying for that. I'm saying I wonder if that's part of the recipe. If I improve offense and I improve quarterback play, what if it's because I'm the dude calling it? And we haven't done that yet. And if that's the case, I wonder how long it would be before some changes. Yeah, that's an interesting question. How long is it going to be before he's like, all right, I've seen enough of this offense putting along. Let's go ahead and, and do some, some fairway drives here. We're going to do a little something different.